Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Dell's professional services portfolio is evolving and expanding with the Dell Expert Network partnership in mind. These services include everything from the heavy lifting of a physical deployment to 24 by 7 security operation centers and even consulting and education services. Join the Dell Expert Network and leverage Dell's professional services portfolio to grow your business, expand your offerings, and spend your time where it's most valuable. To learn more, reach out to a services specialist today at sb.managed.services at dell.com. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Welcome to part three of our MSP Best Practices series, uh, where we talk about different key elements of being an MSP. Not just any MSP, but a great MSP. An MSP that is following the best practices, the expectations of the managed services community over decades and decades of evolution. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the service catalog. And some of you may be saying, well, what is a service catalog? What, what does that mean? Um, I'm not sure. I've, I've, I've never seen a service catalog in my business before. And you may be scratching your head saying, ah, I, I don't get what this is. Don't worry. We're going to explain everything. We're going to um, define what a service catalog is. We're going to define and explain how to create one if you don't already have one. And then we're going to talk about the uh, some of the explicit benefits that a service catalog will bring to your managed services practice. Um, and this stands true uh, if you are a 100% managed services provider or whether you have a division in your company that does managed services. Um, this will apply to both scenarios. I, I might add also that a service catalog, while typically... Um, not always, but typically is found uh, in larger managed services environments. Um, it is something that should apply and can easily apply um, to all sizes of MSPs, medium, mid-market focused MSPs, small, medium business uh, focused MSPs as well. Um, so we're going to dive right in and let's get at it. What is a service catalog? The best way that I have described a service catalog, um, and we've done some other podcasts and some other articles in over the years on what a service catalog is, and I'll, I'll link those in the uh, in the notes here. But the the best way I would describe a service catalog is it's a menu. It's a menu of products or offerings that your managed services entity delivers to a customer. Now, some of you may be saying, oh, well, if that's what a service catalog is, then yeah, we have it. It's in, We've got a, a, a brochure that we give out to people. Now, I'm not talking about a brochure. It, it could be a, a marketing or sales brochure, something that your marketing sales team gives to uh, pros, prospective customers. But it's more than that. A service catalog is an internal documentation. It, 
Yes, it's written down. It's written down somewhere. It doesn't have to be in paper. It could be a digital document, but it's it's documented someplace in your organization, and it is a definitive guide, catalog, if you will, of these the managed services offerings that you will deliver to a customer. And if you are following me so far, it is as much a catalog of what you will deliver to customers as it is a guide for what you won't deliver, right? If you've ever gone to um, out to eat at a restaurant and you will typically see, uh, not always, but sometimes for, for restaurants that have been through this and got burned and, they, and they've learned their lesson, when you see at the bottom of the menu, no substitutions allowed, what what's what are they saying? What what they're saying is this is the menu that we will prepare for you. You don't get to come in and dictate to us what we deliver. We are telling you what we are capable of delivering to you. If you don't like it, then that's a separate issue. But we do this, we do it well, we've defined it, and this is what we deliver. And it's it's the same concept as, as a chef in a, in a kitchen in a restaurant would define what they will prepare for a, a dinner guest. Um, s- same principle applies for an MSP practice. You have to define what you will deliver, what you can deliver, but also what you won't deliver what you won't do, what the boundaries of your services offerings will be. All of those things go into a service catalog. So with me so far, it's a document that defines your managed services offerings, but it is more than just a gold tier, silver tier, bronze tier, right? Right? It's not necessarily just that. In fact, if that's all you have in your service catalog, it's probably not enough. What a service catalog will do is it will explain in, in good detail. The more detail, the better the service catalog. It will describe actual steps, actual deliverables in a managed services offering. Now, if you are a... If you're an all-you-can-eat, right, soup to nuts, one price, every customer is the same, every customer gets everything, then you may be saying, well, if that's me, Charles, then I don't need a service catalog because we do everything for our customer. Wrong. You still need a service catalog, and it still needs to be articulated. It still needs to be defined. It has to have a boundary. Even an all-you-can-eat MSP, has limitations. There are limitations to what you will do. There are limitations to what you can do, and they should be articulated, i.e. defined and documented. So the service catalog lists, let's say you do desktop management or endpoint management, Um, laptops, desktops, tablets, phones. You cover all of those. All right, then you'd list those and you'd list exactly what you do for those. You'd articulate, we do this for laptops and desktops because we have this level of server um, or this level of software um, 
visibility because of our software, our monitoring software. But we do something a little bit different for the for the de- mobile devices because that's a little um, a little less. Um, transparent to us so we have limitations on what we can do you would articulate those in your service catalog if you do servers if you do networking um, managed services if you do any security if you do any application specific um, managed services those would all be articulated line items in your service catalog now if any of you have worked in now, those of you in the mid-market enterprise sector who are familiar with um, uh, you know, PSA tools, ticketing tools, um, such as ServiceNow. ServiceNow is a good example. Um, and, and ServiceNow really does, uh, they, they almost force you to have a service catalog. And, and it's, they, they follow uh, a lot of the ITSM um, guidelines, and that, that's why you see that in that system. You could do this in any other, in any system, right? All it requires is you to first articulate it and document it. And then you, as we'll discuss shortly, the service catalog will have many other benefits to your managed services practice. Um, But the first one is going to be, it's going to internally bring everyone to the same page. If there is a doubt in your company about what managed services you will offer or those you won't, the service catalog should be the definitive document or guide to that question. If you're CEO, if you're a larger MSP and you don't do just managed services and, you're, and your CEO was asked by a reporter or somebody, hey, do you do this, the CEO would if they had access to the service catalog, be able to answer that question definitively. Absent a service catalog, the 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 CEO or the salesperson or the marketing uh, director or um, you know someone else in the organization may say, "Well, you know, I don't. I think we do this. Yeah, yeah, we do it. You know, let's close the business. Yeah, of course we do it. Well, if we don't do it, we'll do it for you, right?" We've all seen those scenarios in, in the closing of a managed services contract. And, and what you want to do is avoid those types of guess, guesswork. Not sure. We'll do it if we don't do it. We'll, f- we'll, we'll fix it to get somehow we'll make it work. You don't want that. You want to be able to tell people very definitively whether you can do something or you can't. And that's what a service catalog will do. So that should be fairly clear. It's a document. It's it's well articulated. It has clearly articulated, delineated service lines. If you have multiple service lines, those service lines would appear in your service catalog and all of the different types of services would be fleshed out there for anyone to read and to understand what the services are, what they are not. So if you're with me so far and you're saying, great, I get it, um, how do you start? Well, start from square one. Pick a document. Open a document and start your service catalog. Number one, I would start with you know objects. 
object level. Um, if you if you do user per user pricing, that, that's fine. I mean, it really it really doesn't matter what you price. Your pricing model for managed services is is kind of a separate issue. What what this is is what are you gonna deliver? Whether you're per user, whether you're um, more the risk based. Um, you know, SLA based or risk based pricing, or whether you do you know object based pricing, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The the service catalog should start with probably the most articulated, um, the least common denominator. Is probably not a best a, a good way to describe it, but the smallest thing that you manage. If it's an object, if that's a database, if it's a server, if that's all you do is servers, and that's going to be the starting point, right? Whatever it is, every MSP is different. Start with that that lowest, that smallest thing, that object that you manage, and start there and go up. And, and then you start building on that. Take that object, and then what do you do to that object? Do you patch it? If, if so, how often do you back it up? Is there data on it that you're responsible for backing up? If so, how often do you back up? Do you monitor it? Okay, you get my drift, right? You, start, you go through all of the sequence of the things that you do to that object, and you write it down. Now, you don't have to. You don't have to do step by step service delivery process in the service catalog per se, but you need to have a, a fairly good granular grasp of what it is that you're doing to it so that you can articulate it to a customer. But also, guess what? You're, you're creating a really good breadcrumb trail, more than a breadcrumb trail. You're, you're creating a really detailed map for anybody in your service delivery team who wants to come you know, behind you and say, what, what is it that we do? Right, a, a brand new day one service delivery person in your team come into the company and they say, "Great, I'm here. What do we do?" Service catalog would give a very detailed level of of an answer to that person to that question. So you start start by documenting it, and you start uh, being detailed and. And you can break it out by pricing. You can break it out like if you have a, a multi-tiered, like a three-tiered um, s- silver, you know, gold, titanium, whatever type of level. Um, mark that out, right? If that's if that service level changes based on the pricing level that you deliver, then then certainly mark that out and say, okay, well, we handle this object in the the gold level this way, but on the titanium level, we handle it very differently and we do this to it. Write that down. That goes into your service catalog. All right. If you're you're with me there, then you're saying, okay, I've gone through this. We've, we've, We've done this, Charles. Great. Now what? What do we, how do we use it? We, we've, created our service catalog, what does it do for us? Well, there are three really critical uh, business technical service delivery outcomes, three benefits that a service catalog will get you in, in, in three distinct areas of your managed services business or in your company. Number one is legal. If if you are a good MSP, and I know a lot of you have been doing this, and, and if you use 
Rob Scott, you know, Scott and Scott and, and their um, contracts, then you, you will know that, that they are a big proponent of a, a, a catalog concept in the service agreement. And that is a fantastic idea. It, it's, it, he does it for a legal reason. I'm saying, yes, there, there's a legal reason to do it, but, it, but there's also other reasons, a service delivery benefit that you get from that. But, the, but legal is a very big aspect for what a service catalog will bring to your documentation in a contract, in, a, in, a, in an agreement that you and a customer will sign that service catalog will become indispensable for you to articulate what will and what will not be included in the managed services. I can't tell you how many times, and probably Rob would, would say the same thing, um, that many times, when, when especially when there's a potential dispute between, an, we, between two parties, an MSP and a customer, about what should have been done, what was being done, what is not being done, a, a service catalog and especially a service catalog that is also articulated within the service agreement document that is signed by both parties is critical to definitively saying, no, 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 this is what we agreed on. This is what we both signed and this is what was included in what we were going to do for you and this is what was not included and we were very precise and we've come a long way, but I remember, I remember back in 2008, and a gentleman, it doesn't matter where he was from, but gentleman basically said, you know, when we were talking about service agreements and, and service catalogs and said, man, you know what? I don't really believe in contracts. I believe in, you know, doing business with a handshake and my customers trust me and that's, that's good enough. And, you know, maybe... Maybe at one point in our distant past, that was a good way to do business, but um, th- that, that is not the case in managed services. That, that is not a, an admirable business outcome. That is sloppy business, and that is bad managed services. I'm sorry to say it, but that's just, that's just the, the case. You don't want to be doing business on a handshake and say, just trust me, we're going to do a good job for you. The service catalog, articulated precise service terms of what you're going to be doing for your customer that make their way into a legal agreement is one of the best things that you can do for your practice. Now, if you go to Rob or, or any lawyer who does this for you and they say, well, we, we, need, we need to know what you're going to do, the agreement is only going to be as good as your service catalog. Because if you put in there in the fill in the blank of all the services you're going to deliver to this customer and you say, we will support your IT environment, period, and that's all you put, uh, not good enough, folks. That is not a best practice. It needs to be better. It needs to be more precise, more specific. Again, that's what a service catalog will do. So the service catalog can be indispensable to updating and revising your managed services agreements, specifically your service agreement, service attachment, whatever you call it, to have a a heightened, highly articulate 
legal document outlining what you're going to do for your customers, number one. Number two, um, sales and marketing benefits. Um, I have witnessed personally many, many times throughout the years the, the situation of a, of a sales and marketing team who are enthusiastically challenged through commissions and other structures to incentivize them to sell managed services. And this is particularly true uh, especially when you have sales mixed sales teams when they're 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 selling both managed services and non-managed services items specifically hardware software um, sorry if, if that's one of you guys out there listening to this um, you know th- th- I, I see that a lot w- with with uh, with folks who have both disciplines not always there's some really good people who understand it um, but in those situations particularly, you will you will see historically um, sales and marketing personnel who will um, shall we say fudge blur the lines um, in communications to customers about what they're going to do, and I, I don't want to pass judgment on what you do in your managed services business because everybody does it a little bit differently, but I'll, I'll say this. When it, when it comes to the, the marketing, messaging, and finally the, the sales-specific communications between MSP and customer, there is no better guide rule than a service catalog. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't negotiate price. That doesn't mean that you can't negotiate contract terms. That doesn't mean that you can't negotiate additional you know add-ons perks things that will will incentivize the customer to sell but but what it what it removes definitively from the sales and marketing team entirely is any flexibility on their part to be able to represent what you will deliver as a as an msp business because that service catalog is going to be there in black and white whatever whatever font you want to put it in it will be there concretely very visibly saying what you will do and what you won't do and there's no way around it for the sales and marketing team and there's no way around it for the customer right so no matter what the the sales team says to a customer eventually the contract hopefully right remember point number 1 benefit number 1 with the service agreement but at, at some point, the customer is going to see very clearly what is being delivered. And, and you want that. You want that type of highly precise, articulated specificity for your sales and marketing team so that they can, number one, not guess. Because the last thing you want is your sales and marketing team guessing, filling in the blanks for an inarticulate service catalog, Right. Remember we talked about at the beginning of this episode? You want to be as specific as possible. Why? Because you don't want people who are not in the technical division of your company making assumptions about what you will do because they're not privy to this. They're not experts in service delivery. They don't know. And they'll do anything to, to close a deal. Well, that's not the thing you want them doing. What you know? Let them negotiate pricing and terms and add-ons all they want. Let them do that. Let them risk that. But that's not your job. 
in service delivery. Your job is to say, this is what we do. Sales marketing team, here it is. This is, I don't care what you sell, but this is what we're going to deliver. So don't sell anything else. All right, that's number two. Um, It will have a massive, massive impact for the positive on your sales and marketing efforts to, to articulate during the proposal, the quoting stage, all these things become really crisp, really easy, easier, depending on what process you have, what tools you have, if you have quoting tools. These types of highly articulated service lines can really lend themselves nicely to you know, being dropped into a quoting tool that will be, you know, can auto-update pricing, can auto-update a lot of different things um, w- w- without the, the sales marketing team having to fill in the gaps. Um, and so I, I think that that's a very, very big um, benefit to the service catalog. And, and finally, number three, your service delivery team. And, and this is particularly true with smaller organizations, um, but, but it can happen in large organizations as well. And, and that is tightening up the, the, the scope or the field of vision of the technical service delivery team. And just like we've seen it with, with sales and marketing, we, we also see it with service delivery teams where they will say, well, you know, I, I'm not really supposed to, we don't do this, but, but hey, you know what? You're my favorite client. I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to help you out. Saw a lot of that, a lot of that, especially early on in managed services. I would like to think that that practice has kind of phased out and gone away, but I'm, I'm realistic enough to realize that it probably hasn't. But the service delivery teams are just as guilty uh, for wanting to do more. Typically, it's more, not less, but but it happens on, on that side as well. But they'll say, look, I'm not supposed to do this for you guys, but I'll do it. And why is that bad? Well, it's bad for a number of reasons. Number one, um, liability. There's a legal, there's a risk to doing something that was not agreed upon by both of the parties. Number two, once you start doing that, the customer may incorrectly assume that that's part of what they're paying for, right? So you not only... Uh, open yourself up to risk. You open yourself up to a a, uh, a lack of equilibrium between the expectation of the customer and your expectations as an MSP service delivery entity. They may have a very, a wildly different view of what you do for the money that they spend because, well, the technician did it for me last month. I figured that was what we were getting you know, for our money. Well, that's that's why a service catalog is, is helpful. So it can really narrow in your field of view, the scope of your services, and really um, act as a, as a kind of a, a guideline, um, bumper rails, if you will, for your service team so that they won't go outside of those, those boundaries. Um, just like the sales marketing team can't sell outside of those boundaries, you, you want your sales delivery, sorry, you want your service delivery team to also be confined to the service catalog limitations. Again, by design. You're not trying to cheat anybody. You're just trying to be explicit about what you're doing for the money that you receive for those services. So legal benefits, sales and marketing benefits, 
and a most profound service delivery benefit that will have almost definitely an impact on your margins, your efficiencies, your automation. Um, all of those things will, will snap into place all because you have a well-crafted, well-articulated, documented service catalog for your managed services. If you haven't done this, um, give it a shot. It's, it's really an amazing thing, and it will it'll bring a multitude of, of benefits to your, to your MSP practice, I guarantee you. And it, it takes a little bit of work, but it's not like a, you know, it's not going to take months. It'll probably take a, a day or two of, of real hard work to put this together. It may need a team effort, but once you do it um, and, and, and you get it into practice, then you will start to see things just really come into, come into clear focus. Everyone will appreciate it. Your, your team will appreciate it inside the MSP business and your customers will especially appreciate it. So go give it a try. Generate your service catalog today. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.